This episode of Classroom Brew is brought to you by Rest and Relaxation. Yep, I'm doing a lot of recording over spring break and it has been amazing, so make sure if you're a teacher or anyone out in the world that you are getting some good R&R, whether it's a mental health day or some physical rest and self-care, make sure you're doing that. If you'd like to sponsor us, that'd be great too. Welcome to the Classroom Brew Podcast. Grab a beer and take your seats. Let's talk education. Katie, Katie actually got me started on it's this show called Queer Eye, and it, it's kind of like a tribute. There used to be a show apparently called Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, which is offensive, but it's this show where there are these gay guys that have lifestyle expertise, so like making your home look acceptable, and your <laughs> wardrobe, and your hairstyle, and your grooming, and health, and your personality, and being confident, and they take like, there was this episode with this guy, he was a really nice man. But he had like jorts on, and jean shorts, <laughs> and like this awful ZZ Top beard that was just unkempt and stuff. And they just like overhaul their lives. But it's it's like so uplifting because like they almost always cry because they're like going through some stuff in their lives. And then these guys come in and they're so optimistic and nice, and you just want to hang out with them because they're so funny. And they just <laughs> change their lives. But what's that called? It's called Queer Eye. It's on Queer Netflix. Eye. Ooh, okay. It's really good. Katie was just saying we got to listen. We got to watch another episode, and I was like, "All right, I'm down." <laughs> I've, I've watched two, and they were both good. Did you cry? <laughs> uh, actually, there was a point for the first one because he was talking about I forget the guy's name, the guy with the beard. It's the first episode. It's on Netflix if you want to watch it. We're not sponsored by them, but <laughs> he was saying like they were asking like about his love life because he has like back problems, and he had gotten like he had like this like crappy apartment, like old furniture that had stains and stuff. They were like, is there a special lady in your life? And he was like, yeah, my ex-wife. And he just, his face lit up and you're like, oh. And uh, by the end of the episode, he goes on a date with her and shows her like his new life. And then Katie was like, do you want to hear something great? They're engaged now. And I was like, fuck, (laughs) that's perfect. So yeah, that's, it's a good show. She went and did the research. She did the research. (laughs) She might've done it beforehand and she was like, I got to see what this guy's about, but it was good. Yeah. Apparently did one with like. A very conservative man yeah and it was cool because it's, it's well, about acceptance right yeah. and like getting to know people and empathy and getting past differences so it's it's a good show i'd recommend it anyway yeah so welcome back to classroom brew this is episode 31 again rate and review spread the word in itunes iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to our podcast that always helps me out uh, and then of course check out hashtag two pods a day where you can listen to other great indie podcasts around the world we were featured in January, I believe, of 2018, but there are still plenty of other good shows out there, so check them out. Give them some love, just like you guys did for me, if that's how you found Classroom Brew in the first place. Joined by Francois, for us, it was a couple minutes. Not too yeah. bad, right? Like, you didn't notice the microphone after a while. No, this is this is awesome, actually. Okay. I recommend podcasting for everyone. <laughs> this is cool. Are you going to start one now? I feel like I'm... Yeah, I feel important, man. What I feel you? really important. <laughs> What would you call it if you had one? It'd be like, oh my gosh! Uh, you could do the format could be like you're eating some food and just chatting on a podcast. It could be feasting with Frenzy. Yes, feast. Frenzy feast. 
frenzy feast. feast. Oh, it if so it's so ridiculous. If it starts, I would help you get started on that. It's always got to be uh, revolved around something, right? I mean, like that. This is you know, this is the alcohol. This is beer. <laughs> this reminds me of comedians getting in cars, getting coffee. Right. Jerry it's always got to be around something. Like yeah, yeah that food. could be yours. You could be uh, really bad food. <laughs> cooked by me but i'll get better as the show goes on there you go and yeah. you can do stuff where you go to other restaurants and you can oh yeah cooking okay. and stuff yeah. Yeah. i would watch it or Thanks, listen man. to it if you did like a video and because a yeah, lot of people put their podcasts the on youtube yeah you'd have to go to the restaurant and show the yeah. food and stuff yeah yeah because you don't need yeah. like a laptop and a mixer and a couple mics and some stands you can there's plenty true. of mobile uh versions of podcasts yeah that's true huh. and then you just got to edit Feasting with yeah. Frenzy. Frenzy Feasting Feast. With Frenzy. Either one. Frenzy Feast. Look out for okay. that on, <laughs> <laughs> on iTunes, iHeartRadio, <laughs> and uh, all those good places. All right. So uh, to recap, Francois and I met because he was a volunteer and then ultimately uh, one of my associates in the psych facility slash education unit. Mm-hmm. Um, he, had, he had an interesting first couple of weeks there, but he acclimated very fast. Uh, we were kind of talking about um, we got to your education and med yeah. school and uh, teachers and medicine versus nursing. Right, right. Uh, but you got yeah. to talking about one patient in particular, and you felt like you had a big influence. Yeah. Um, but actually, I kind of wanted to ask. You, you mentioned that your mom's a classroom assistant and that she absolutely loves it. So yeah, what's her her connection to that? <sighs> okay, so yeah, she weirdly loves it. I think uh, <laughs> she, I think she, she weirdly <laughs> got into teaching, and she loves it. I think That's as a classroom assistant, though, I mean, she likes it a lot more than I thought. Uh, she okay, so my mom is my mom has always been really good with kids, and she always, I think, she always wanted to be a teacher. And I wish she would actually like was a teacher. Like I, I, I try to go and like tell her to you know just go for it i mean who cares you know i i, I like even at her age i think she's like mid-40s or something like <laughs> that's like, not old at all right and it's like um <laughs> you can um, go back yeah my friend had a with my friends in pharmacy school and she had a first year student that uh was in her class and she's like 40 something in pharmacy school for the first time and it's like whatever but you know so my mom was just she's always been really good with kids she's always liked teaching i think and she's always had some kind of involvement in teaching or with kids. And right, right now she's a classroom assistant um, at a suburb in Chicago in Glenview. Um, and uh, she um, she ha- also she also has, she's worked at a daycare for a lot, for a long time when I was younger. And she also is trying to, um, and she has, she's like, she's had a home daycare okay. for a while. So yeah, she's trying to like, she's trying to get another area, like a, fit, like a building or another place where she can run that home daycare okay um, too so yeah it's really cool i think um yeah like i said i wish she was able to like you know be a teacher but i mean yeah i mean we probably i probably screwed that up for her <laughs> by being in by existence. being a kid yeah but <laughs> having to take care of us hurt her enough yeah, but yeah funny. uh i think i think uh i wonder if um like i wonder if teaching or the passion for teaching is like I don't know, pat, genetic in a way or in, mm-hmm. inherent, you know? I That's a good question because you know, I, I, I know my mom when I was in preschool, she was like an assistant in the classroom or I'm not really sure. I know she was helping out in some capacity. Uh-huh. Um, okay, there you go. My eldest sister teaches elementary. Oh, okay. I think we got something here. Yeah, it might, <laughs> might be. It might be. 
I don't even remember the moment that I decided that's what I wanted to do. Like, yeah. I, I think I have an idea. I remember thinking about it in high school. I abandoned that idea for a little bit because I was like, nah, why would I want to be back here still? And then I remember once I like was in the hospital, I was thinking, you know what? Mm-hmm. I like being around education and advocating for students. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know like when I first had the idea where I was like, ah, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder. I want. You know what? I wonder when that was for my mom. Mm. I wonder when that moment was. I should go back and I should go and ask her. Anytime it's nature versus nurture, because like if it was, if I had a twin, for example, that we never, we didn't grow up in the same house or something like that, and then we wound up both being teachers. That that did happen. There were the two twins that were both firefighters. Oh wow! I was like, oh my god! And they didn't grow up. Didn't grow up together. Didn't know each other existed potentially. I don't remember. Both firefighters, though, and they they were identical. So wow. I don't know, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I know that she did it as a second career. She was a reporter at first. A reporter? Yeah, she was. She did journalism in You're, college. Oh, wow. And then she went back to school uh, for grad school, and then she became an elementary teacher. And she's kind of, she bounced around. She was in one district and then got bounced to the district she's in now, and I think she has tenure now, so she's in it for the long nice. haul. Yeah. Tenure must be nice, right? Yeah. Are you are you looking forward to tenure? Getting tenure? Uh, you know, it depends on where I want to wind up. I'm not sure where I'm going to be in. I know I'm going to be in two or three years. Four or five years, I'm not sure. Uh, it'll be nice to have that security. You'll have yeah. less observations, less formal observations. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. I, I think like tenure gets a bad rep. And uh, as you get to high school and college where you start to right, right. like students just talk, oh, yeah, they have tenure. They can just do whatever the hell they want. That's what everybody <laughs> thinks. Like, not, not quite sounds that like a superpower. <laughs> I remember. It. And I thought that, too, when I was in high school. I was thinking, like, oh, it's a tenure teacher. She, she yeah. gave up. She checked out once she had a job guaranteed. Yeah. But it's it's not quite that simple. Okay. I don't yeah, know enough okay. about it to do it justice, but. Uh, there are still ways that you're you're not quite like it's not like a get out of jail free card that you don't have to return. <laughs> There's still plenty of people that you know if they like do real shitty on an evaluation, right? Um, well, well, multiple evaluations. Well, it just takes a lot more than there were some questionable, questionable oh, yeah. college professors and TAs well, possibly. That's I, that's I, true. College yeah. is a whole nother ball game, though. Yeah, it's like, do we really <laughs> want to find this? replacement biology TA <laughs> or do we want to just well especially yeah. cuz so like my school for example there are still two or three classes that they haven't had a teacher all year oh shit all year they've just had a random sub every single day they're guaranteed i think a a C cuz you can't fail them you can't give them a D uh but they're not getting any education so you can't quite give them an A or B so all these kids they just go and they sit they don't do anything and some of them are freshmen. Wait, so imagine they don't have a teacher. In they don't class? have a teacher for one of their classes. Sometimes two. There's a couple students I have that I am one of two teachers they have, and they don't have block scheduling, so they have was that six classes in a day, and so I am one of two teachers they have out of a possible six. They should have six teachers, but they only have two. The rest <laughs> are subs. So they get the. <laughs> you were like, "What the fuck?" As soon as I said that, so they get the credit for the class that they don't have a teacher to teach because they exist. Uh, from what I understand, they they set up some sort of a a classroom on Google, like Google Classroom, okay. with like some work to do. But is it getting done? Wow. Probably not. 
That's crazy. But can they fail them for that? No. Because it's not their fault they don't have a teacher. Mm. Do they, did they, did your school just not have enough teachers that applied or are they being too picky? I mean, I'm sure that any teacher that, I mean, any teacher, but you know, that if you had enough people applying that you wouldn't have that issue, right? I think it was a combination of not enough good candidates. Okay. And uh, I know since we're trying to turn it around. So I was attracted to the school because it was a school that was trying to turn around. So I thought, okay, okay, cool. I can make a big impact. Yes. And a lot of people were like, why? You have offers to go elsewhere. And I was like, well, it's the subject matter I want to teach. And it's a place I can make a huge impact. Not that you can't make an impact in a a school that's doing well. Yeah. But I was thinking, you know what? That group of kids, they also need good new teachers with energy that can kind of help them get caught up. Because like my kids, I teach sophomores, juniors, and one or two seniors. Mm-hmm. Most of them are at a third grade, fourth grade reading level. I think I heard you mention that at one of the other in one of the other yeah, podcasts yeah. I was listening to on the way here. It comes uh, up a lot. It's it's that's... much to my dismay. Something I deal with daily. I mean, really, <laughs> third. What does that sound? What does that look like? A third, uh, fourth grade. It looks like, like. What does this word mean? And I go, "What's uh, the word the? That's that's like a." <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. Is it slow? Uh, Is it really slow reading? Uh, we're building up to it. It's it's a lot of... Yeah, you mentioned that they were getting better yeah. as the year went. So that's really nice to know. That's good. I yeah. can almost give them like a, a primary source. So like a document from the time that it was created. So like a journal entry from somebody in 1876. Primary source if they're talking about their okay. life. Whereas a newspaper article from 1876 or a textbook from twenty. 17 or whatever secondary source it's after the fact uh not an original time document. that's a terrible way to describe primary yeah. versus secondary but it's my podcast it's not my class so yeah. everyone get off my back and uh it, i it takes a lot of editing so if it's more than a page and if it's smaller than 13 point font the stanford history education group shag they do a very good job of creating very leveled readings that are easy to read and they're still primary sources and you're looking at multiple primary sources to answer some sort of big historical question. Mm-hmm. And I wish I discovered it earlier because I was designing all these lessons that are very similar to Shag, the Stanford group, but I was doing it from scratch. So you just take a original document and you throw in language supports to like help them understand words and vocabulary, cool. but you, you, you water it down, to be okay. honest with you. That's kind of what I feel like I'm doing. Yeah. Especially if you have like a three-page document and you try to get it to like a half a page. Yeah. And they still complain. They're still like, so much reading. It's like, that's what most of history is going to be for you, man. Yeah. So, but if I give them a video, they complain too. So, (laughs) I'm still damned if I do. Because the video comes with the worksheet with questions, right? (laughs) Well, (laughs) usually like a graphic organizer. I I try to avoid, um, those are called like document-based questions, like Uh where you just, you have like, who is the author? What is it saying? What does this word mean? Which that serves its purpose, but I try to avoid doing that too much. Gotcha. But yeah. Yeah. So I was actually, I, I just thought of it when we were getting refills, but I was thinking of like toward the end of my time at the hospital. Uh-huh. And uh do you remember do you remember a cake that you and Abby and Rachel got? Yes, I do. So, I think about it every now and then. <laughs> every so often I think of that cookie cake. I, and I I was like, why did they and then I remember I was, that's why so the saying oh, was okay. that I got a cookie cake on my last day. Mm-hmm. And uh for those of you that are gonna panic when I say this, 
I loved this cookie cake. It was amazing. Did you guys do it yourselves, or did you have like a place do no, it? No, 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 no. We went to we went to Cookies and More. The uh, okay, okay. The little you know in, in the old Capitol Mall. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. That's so sweet. You guys, and you went to a professional. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think or, I think Abby ordered it, and then I picked it up. Uh, and uh, when I picked it up, obviously you had to say something about what was written on the thing <laughs> oh, to <laughs> the person. Yeah, and I'm just like. We don't mean this in a bad way at all. I guess, it's, and he's and he's like, "Don't worry, we get way worse than this." <laughs> okay, like so for context, whenever uh, I would get a text or a call in the morning <clears throat> from Francois or from Abby, who I hope to have on this podcast, or Rachel, who may or may not be on, I haven't quite asked her yet. If they would call in, and they couldn't do something, or if they just did something like a a silly mistake that didn't mean anything, I would say. You're dead to me. <laughs> Consistently. <laughs> I meant it with love. And so uh, it's like my second to last day or my last day or whatever. And yeah. it was so sweet. You guys like threw like a, a small little like party and stuff. And there was yeah. food. And Maria, she, she was on like her summer break and she came and, she and visited. Came and, yeah. yeah. But this cake, this cookie cake, you guys can imagine, it said, you're dead to me. You are dead to me. Yeah. <laughs> it was nice. <laughs> 100% have a picture that it's probably... It's probably in my iCloud somewhere. Yeah. It was like a beautiful, nice, pleasant cookie cake and some frosting <laughs> on the inside. I'm going to have you are dead to me. <laughs> That's probably going to be the promo for this episode for 31. It'll be nice. the your, That'll be the title. Yes. And it'll be the picture of the original You're Dead to Me cookie oh, cake that you guys got. Nice. If you could. Yeah. That'd be awesome. <laughs> that means Abby and Rachel are definitely going to tune in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, whether it was when I was still there, because you and I, we worked together for a, a decent amount of time, at least four or five months before. Was it only four or five months? It feels like longer. Oh, and then I, I volunteered, have... right? I volunteered oh, that's true. Collectively, worked, so maybe collectively a year. Like a year, probably. You're right. I forgot about the volunteer right. time. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. so whether it was when I was there or after I had left and passed on to my successor, but what are some of those patients that like you were like, I am never going to forget? So, for example, I will never forget the girl that pooped in the urinal. I'll never forget the girl that bull rushed me into, not well, not me, but trying to get through me and broke the security door, which is designed (laughs) to keep, I mean, there's multiple sets of them, total of three, but they're designed to keep people in and to keep certain people out, and it broke. She ran through it, right? Yeah, and I was the only one there, and so I bear hugged, and we both went through, and then I just hear, pshing! as it opens yeah that was wow. a good feeling did she walk through that or uh she know? got to the next the next set of doors oh, right. and then she locked, started yeah. like headbutting it but then that's when we got there because Man, i had see, recovered and everybody else saw what happened see okay i think just a quick side note before i go into this but i i i i think because i i want to do psychiatry i, I think i want to do psych nursing and you know i had a great time there but i think that i had like the easiest way like I, I i just kind of got lucky in that i didn't have any code greens dude while i was working i am pretty really? sure huh. i am pretty sure i just just got you know the right you know i was just lucky enough that i not lucky like in a good way but i mean you know just like i just didn't have any code greens which is Ugh. you know what is a code green? I mean, so a code green is officially like if a patient's acting out yeah and there's some sort of intervention that has to happen right typically the code green that's when you press the button and like the people that have even more training than we had would step in yeah like security um, and right maybe once maybe once but 
Even really? I, like I wish I did have more because then, like you said, the deer in headlights thing, mm. and that's like not a good sign. I mean, you gotta be able to react. Well, and, I mean, that was also you were a volunteer, and that's so true. I'm pretty sure if I was there to like introduce a volunteer before they got started, I would always say if anything happens, which it's not often, I would just say stay out of the way as yeah. nicely as I could phrase that and let me or someone that's actually a worker here and mm-hmm. has that protection and that training take over. Yeah. That was also probably yeah. my way of, especially in your first year, I tried to make sure that like you and Abby and Rachel and yeah, whoever else didn't have to because I wanted to be that safety net for you guys. So you felt like, all right, he's got this. Let me get acclimated. And then by the time I left, I was slowly giving you guys a little bit more responsibility. Yeah. And then that's true. Like I'm, I'm sure like Abby and Rachel, they probably had to eventually do some. Oh yeah. That's the thing. Take down. No, that's the thing. Cause I'm pretty sure I would just hear all the time about how Abby has got some kind of code green or something. I was like, Oh mm-hmm. crap. Like, see, yeah. Trained her well. She had a lot. Yeah. She had much. <laughs> Cause also, no, but, she was also there more. Right. She worked like that's full usually time. what it she is. Was there every day. Yeah. When you get was... that like consistency of going yeah. there, it, it, you're. I don't want to say relied upon because it, I don't oh, want it to seem sure. like a bad thing. Like I, right, but I'm happy to true. step in because I am confident to be able to make yeah. everyone feel safer. But yeah, uh, and be safer because it's not just being a threat to others; it's a threat to themselves. Sometimes that's probably why, though. It was one of those things where. You also, cause yeah, cause she would work every day and I had only worked like two days in the week and it was one, and and I think one semester it might've turned in, no, it was always two days in the week, but it was a weird, it was like in the afternoon. So like, it was one of those things where you wish you were there more so you can keep up to date with what's going on, who's around. Cause yeah. then like, if you're not, then you just don't feel you're every time you come to work, it's new patients. Right. And you just don't feel like you're leaving that much of an impact. Um, I always had a hard time, especially if I left for like a week or something like that yeah. for Christmas. And cause I, I was there very consistently for about two and a half years. And I, oh, I felt oh. like I lost something. Wow. Um, yeah. if I was gone for a little bit of time, yeah, which was always weird. So I'm trying to think of, of a interesting patient, uh, besides the first, one of the first people I met. Um, <laughs> I was, mean, I, I, I remember it was weird when I went back there this was like many months, like three or four months after I was uh-huh. done working there. And it was weird because three quarters of the stuff in the school area were exactly as I left it, which I felt happy that yeah. my organization was still maintaining, but it was weird because it was like, did I leave? <laughs> it was really weird. <laughs> and though. I wonder if maybe that's kind of what they want to do because they don't want to change things up too much. If everything's working, don't kind of, which you know, sometimes but, that's good. Sometimes that's bad. Like, yeah. If you fall into that trap of the way things were, yeah. you know, it's a um, book title. I just thought about like three or four different patients and I don't even know which one I should get into with <laughs> first, but what do you, what do you think I should, what do you, what are you looking for when you ask like a, about a patient that's interesting? Whichever one you think is the most memorable. Start with that one. Most memorable. This one kid, uh, I don't want to say his real name, so I'm just going to say his name's Andy. Okay. And Andy was a big kid, and he was a football player and a, and a linebacker too. And he, okay. he was he looked the type. That's, that's like the girl that bulldozed through the door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and, uh, and he was a senior in high school, and he had just what is up with these people that moved from other states to Iowa? And now they're in the second. Year. This guy was from Florida, <laughs> so yeah. I, oh yeah, I, why would you leave there? I don't know, but he was. <laughs> 
There's cra- crazy crimes that happen in Florida. So watch okay. out, you know, for Florida. I've man. seen Dexter. That's Miami Dade. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't, don't, don't take a Showtime show as <laughs> as indicative of Miami. Anyway, sorry. And, and this uh, this kid was just he's a big guy and he looked kind of scary and he was in there for uh, just using drugs all the time and I think he had got caught with it and yeah he was like you know and uh, he was a big guy but he was he was really nice like he was so fucking nice and I'm just like just take this kindness that you have and <laughs> apply it to the rest of your life it's, and it's so know. simple to, to us and it's just, yeah. it just doesn't work that way and he was so nice and, and uh, uh, he in the beginning, he was frustrated, and then, like, Lisa had done a really good job of, like, being there for him, and he just kind of, he just kind of figured out, he, he was, he was really frustrated with how things were going, and he was like, you know, he, he was, he was going to go to court later, and all these distractions that you try to get them not to think about while you're at the, they're at the unit, right? and, uh, but but the main thing was trying to get him off the you know using drugs and stuff and he was so set on that and you just want to believe him you know and you know he it was just funny because you know he came in as like a troublemaker or whatever and he was getting way better and then and then this this younger kid came in later probably like you know six or seven so he was in the younger classroom mm-hmm. um, and he's just a short little dude right but he was like super aggressive I mean like he was like super just like like fight starting fights and like just yeah. with other kids well, and they he, got the kickers going when he, they get upset so. yeah <laughs> and he he was just like just kind of like it's funny his oh man yeah I remember him now because he was like he was like a, he was like you know he was, a, he was a funny guy too he was like kind of he was kind of cool but like any little thing would set him off and now he's just like just his face was just I don't know how to describe it but you know he's just like glaring at everything and <laughs> yeah. so this guy Andy you know the older the senior you know um he he just like it was really cool to see because he just like took him kind of like under his wing and I think he actually ended up being like his roommate or something they had to like move rooms and like he mm. like kept him in check okay and it was okay. really cool to, it was just really cool to see it was like it was kind of giving him a purpose too to be like all right, right. I'm going to be a good person I'm going to be I'm going to I'm going to not get into trouble here and on top of that I'm going to make sure this kid doesn't like follow in any of the same footsteps and like sure they comp- and he was like a giant this guy was huge and this other kid was like a little <laughs> kid literally yeah. so it was like a perfect compliment yeah, and it's it was like just really cool to see big brothers like, and sisters or yeah. whatever that program name is yeah. called or whatever that usually true. does give people a purpose yeah exactly That's and it, like it, it it just like on top of how he was doing better it helped him like even more and um i i always wondered like what you know what happened to him and stuff because he definitely seemed like he was on the path to to get better so yeah yeah no i i get that like i have a few there's some kids i wish that could mentor others because maybe it would help them get on the even path but i have one that yeah. i was in an iep meeting earlier today and what's it's an iep a, uh individual education plan and okay. then you also oh. have a 504 plan which is related to behavior so accommodations mm-hmm. for kids that need them this one kid in particular he's a very sweet kid he's at reading level he just struggles with adhd things like that Sometimes in IEP meetings, the parent is actually in the room instead of just on the phone, which I prefer. And mm-hmm. she was talking about, well, he's he's got like a a figurative little brother with like it's not like an action; it's just through his church or something like that. Oh, and okay. uh, he, this student's name, uh, we'll just say Jeff is his name. Jeff shows me a picture of him, and I was like, 
Jeff, he looks exactly like you. And he was like, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. So it's kind of funny because it's like literally like yeah. big Jeff, little Jeff. <laughs> and he's like mentoring him, which is it's great because keep taking this little Jeff, this mini me under his wing. Yeah. It, it really does help keep both parties on track, which yeah. is great. It's encouraging. Yeah, definitely. It was honestly one of the the best jobs. Like, I love my job now. Man, I uh, wish I'm I... frustrated by it, but right. <laughs> I do love it. But that job in the hospital, even with its, you know, the ebb and flow of, you know, those times when you're like, oh, this, this group of kids right now is just really volatile and I, I'm exhausted at the end of the day. Yeah. But it's one of the best jobs that I think I, I will ever have because the people that I was working with, yep. the experience I had, experiences I had, and the way that I grew as a person. That's, yeah, that's very true. And I, one of the things I really regret is, uh, I mean, I just, I just, I feel like it's one of those jobs you get used to things and you're, you know, you got, you get used to things and you just kind of take it for granted. And I feel like towards the end there, I really was taking it for granted and going through the motions and looking back, I was just like, man, this is, yeah, this is really, this is really awesome opportunity. So yeah, but, um, I gotta, I gotta think of another student. I just, it's tough, but which by the way, as we're, I got a, uh, a Snapchat reply from Rachel because I sent uh, oh my I sent it to Abby and Rachel being like, get in some food with Francie. Oh. I think I actually put Francois. I didn't put Francie. I Did spared you, oh, you there. Okay. It was before we were recording, so I didn't know yes. about that. <laughs> oh, she said, oh, hi, French. Or, oh, she said Frenchie, not Francie. Yes. So you got, <laughs> there's a small victory. Yes. But no, it's okay. French Frenchie will be forever, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let her know. We're mid-episode. <laughs> and I let him know you said hi, as if I typed that fast with one hand. Oh my god, your 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 stuffed dog animal thing freaked me out again. Oh, Katie's fake pug, end, which like, by oh, the way god. is the largest pug in the entire world. They're never that big. Just saying. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. So we had a uh, this kid named he he was he was younger too. He was probably like 10 or 11 and I don't know what his deal was but I think he was just like a he was a farmer kid for sure okay he'd always come in with some kind of like camo jacket I could barely see him because he was just camoed out (laughs) (laughs) that's Joey said to a little kid when they were in camo you're like where is he they love it every time and uh like cowboy boots tall cowboy boots and I don't know the whole story with him, okay, or, or like why he was even there. He he's had some slight behavioral issues, but for the most part, I saw that he was getting better and you know progressing. And he was a day student, so he'd come in okay. for the day and then leave. Or yeah, he'd leave after around like three or four, so you know he'd right. get so to go home. Day school is yeah. just like the the not slang term, but if you're inpatient, you're going to be there in the hospital, and then eventually when you're done, you transition back to your homeschool. Mm-hmm. Day school is when your homeschool becomes the hospital temporarily. That's what he means by that. Sorry, yeah. go ahead. And so the thing about him, the significant thing about him was this dude, and I know like kids like animals or whatever, they're interested in animals, but this dude knew animals, man. He <laughs> knew animals. This kid knew animals. I had to pull in my mic when I had, and look at you to make sure. <laughs> you could tell Francie's had a beer too. He knew he animals, knew animals man. man. He, he was so knowledgeable about animals and like instinct what's the word (laughs) Uh, intrinsically intrinsically wanted to learn more about animals like and I just wish I hope 
whatever he is right now that he tried to he wanted to add me on Facebook, but I was like, no, you yeah, can't yeah, do that. <laughs> but I hope wherever he is right now, he is tapping into that intrinsic <laughs> that motivation. Yeah. Love. Yes. Yes, dude. <laughs> he, knew, because he knew animals. Or he knew about <laughs> animals, man. No. <laughs> I know that sounds so animals, Yes. All right. I've had a few drinks. All right. <laughs> we went back to the margarita. But, like, seriously, <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to exaggerate this, but, like, he loved him, man. And I'm just like, just do this. Go be a zoologist. Like, it was just inspiring to see. And it was, like, freaky almost because he, he knew that he just – he was really knowledgeable about them. And I'm just like, just – in my head, it's just so. I'm just like, dude, go be a fucking marine biologist, zoologist. Go learn about animals and you know, live this awesome life. But you know, yeah. I just that's it. I, that's it. That's the story. You know how I just hope that you guys don't think I'm exaggerating because he's like really, he really like animals, man. He knew about the animals. Oh my god, that sounds so stupid. But seriously though, like, like. He was good. He was good. Yeah. Like marine biologist though, that would be a fun a fun like once you get past like all the science and education. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But that's yeah, true. He knew animals, man. <laughs> that's <laughs> now Francie is now gonna we're gonna use that quote when we talk about it. He just, knew animals. He just he just kept saying <laughs> He knew them really well. Better than yeah. the average kid that likes animals. All right, there you go. That's and it. better better than adults probably. Yes, I'm exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. there's a lot going around with uh the lovely secretary of education who doesn't have a whole lot of firepower because oh. public schools, you know, they're going to fight back and stuff. But she does have a lot of say in the way that like things like student loans are being paid back. Uh-huh. So I know I'm paying back student loans for my undergrad and my master's degree. <clears throat> You're working toward nursing school pretty soon. Yep. Do you have any concerns about the changes in the way that they're making it more difficult on students to pay back those loans? Well, Wait, so I might not be in the loop. Are they making it more difficult for They're students? They're taking away like certain forgiveness programs. They're oh, great. Uh, yeah, right. They're <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're trying to make sure that they loan they're payments, get rid or of if one it's of the... just like stand like I think they're just standardizing it now, so that they're wow. forcing them to pay it back. I know the big thing was forgiveness is being wow. That's right. That's shitty. Yeah, it's like because you, you're going to start to unless you. Well, you're going to be getting into nursing school soon. Yeah, pretty soon. But once that's over, because you got a few options that you're kind of weighing. Yeah. Is that a concern that you have? Because I feel like that's a big deterrent for education. Yeah, it's it's a huge concern. But I also don't know what it's like to have to be paying back loans just yet since I'm still in school. Um, but I'm definitely worried about it and like living on my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a, it's definitely a, a big concern, uh, especially because like even though you know you can make the minimum payment, or maybe or like get around you know paying it for a while, it's mm-hmm. it's like a mental thing. I think you, oh, you, for sure. you're just like I'm gonna be paying this until I'm like late thirties or like forty. That that just like messes with you i think a little bit well and especially because think about the people that typically go went to college in the past they had some sort of a a privilege or opportunity or huge scholarship yeah and like a lot of kids that i have they don't have that opportunity and so it perpetuates that oh the people that are going to college are the ones that they already have opportunities lined up for them and i wonder if it's going to discourage people even more exactly because i know you were you were thinking like I've got two options. I can yeah. do this BSN or I can do this associates and they get the BSN tacked on later. Yep. But one is more expensive. One is faster than the other. Yeah. Do you think that's I mean, kind of forcing you into 
you know, one option or the other, or do you think you're going to stick to what you think is best for you, regardless of the cost? Yeah, no, I got to say that the cost is driving me away, especially having taken loans out already for Iowa. Yeah. And, and you're right. What it go, it goes back to uh future students wanting to go to college and that they can't or don't want to because of, you know, they just hear the, you know, negative stigma of having loans and stuff. And I mean, at, at a certain point it's true. That'd just be a smarter choice not to make. Mm-hmm. I mean, looking back on it now, I think I wouldn't like, I always say this, but I wouldn't want to trade anything away, you know, or reverse anything of all the people, all the experiences I've had. But I mean, it gave me a little bit more peace of mind to think, you know, maybe I should have just gone to community college for two years and worked <laughs> my ass off. And uh, then, yeah. You're like, you know what? I wouldn't yeah. change it. It put me on my path, but I but wish I, I could have saved a little bit of money. <laughs> Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, and yeah, but I wouldn't because it's like the people you meet and everything. But but yeah, it's just like you know all the people that were trashing community college back in the day. Were it's kind of the move to make. Like while you get your bearings to figure out where you want to go and what you want to do, and at the same time, like pay virtually nothing or almost nothing. Right. But again, yeah, that's just kind of crappy that that's even a factor. I mean, it makes sense, but there's definitely some kind of bull crap going on that like. It's an explicit podcast. You can say it if you want to. Bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's definitely kind of bullshit going on where it's like, we should, okay, we should, okay, I get that we're paying for college, but there's something wrong where we're paying this much and like, where's this going? You know, like, where where is this actually going? I mean, I don't know. But it's, it's such a mess. I don't even know how to fix. I mean, I'm lucky that I get grandfathered into whatever options were available when I started repaying. Those are safe, even though they're going to make changes to people oh, moving forward. Okay, cool. Okay, I guess. but again, that's that's a very lucky position to be in. Yeah, just because of the age I am and when I went to school. Yeah, that's so shitty for everybody else that isn't in that same position. Yeah, for sure. I mean, granted, so, more changes could come. Right. You know, fingers crossed for them and for me. Selfish, but it's Cause, it's shitty. Yeah, because wasn't I didn't watch it, but. Wasn't there an interview with the new Secretary of Education where she just had no idea what she was talking about? I didn't watch it at all, so I don't know. It was know, bad. Yeah. It was at, that bad? At one point, so, you know, this big talk about arming teachers in schools. Um, yeah. One person, oh, yeah. I forget who it was. It's, it's it's one of the, a very prominent Democrat in, I can't remember what state. His representative or senator, I can't remember. But he asked him, so you can honestly say that you think guns in school are a good idea. And she said, well... Yeah, I would imagine that in like Wapiti, Wyoming, they need a gun to deter from potential grizzly bears. Oh man! In his head, you could tell he was like, "The fuck are you saying?" She also what? didn't know uh, the difference between academic standards versus academic growth. So there's two ways to assess a school and students, and it's either they there's a benchmark that you set, and they either got it or they didn't, or you assess them based on this is where they started and this is where they got to, and that's okay. a good amount of growth. And she didn't understand or know that that was an argument people make. Is it based on a standard, a benchmark, or is it based on growth? And she had zero clue. Wow. Yeah. That and like regulating like private loan companies to make sure that they're protecting students taking out loans. Mm. She, she just wouldn't admit to reinforcing the laws in place. She just kept saying, we'll make sure the laws in place are designed to do what they're supposed to do. Oh, like, man. What the fuck does that mean? That's, <laughs> she yeah. just wouldn't. It was scary. I haven't looked um, too in-depth at her. I'm, I made like a, 
a little photoshopped thing where she was saying like let's duke it out classroom brew but that's about it um, <laughs> aside from her incompetence i don't have too much on on her what i'm hearing so far compared to the last secretary of education arnie duncan who was in nba uh celebrity uh all-star games by the way oh uh was it arnie duncan Yes, that was him. Okay, that okay, sounds okay, really just I didn't know he was in that. He was in huh. a co- he was in a few like you know you know you're familiar with the NBA All Star Weekend. Yeah, yeah. The celebrity game. He yeah, was it's, in it's the celebrity games, dude. Jesse, he was in like two Jesse or three Williams, of them. Arnie Duncan. I guess now did when I found out just now from you. Um, who? Oh, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Kevin yeah. Hart. He's MVP a couple times. Yeah, but this I'm just, Arnie Duncan, like, huh? Yeah, like the, he already know. sounds way more awesome than this random <laughs> chick. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. Anyways. Yeah. It's it's a mess. Um, the whole state it sounds of education. like it, yeah, and it's like so yeah that it does kind of like it does kind of put the future in question. I mean, what are kids going to be doing? Uh, you know, five or six years from now, now that they know what their I don't know older siblings or whatever right. have been up to, and there's more information out, and they maybe just don't want to put themselves in a position of like having a high loan to pay back or a big loan to pay back. So. And that is why teachers and people involved in education, they drink while they're doing a podcast about it. (laughs) That's why college students, they, do you remember this? When we, uh, it was you, me and Abby, we went out and we were just screaming Katy Perry lyrics and it's on video somewhere and it's embarrassing. Is it? Does someone have it? Yeah, I think I think I've got it. Yeah, Abby sent it in like a Facebook message, but oh, but that is the reason why we do this because education is unfortunately a mess and we're trying to fix it, but. So, what do you think, Francois? Would you ever want to be back on Classroom Brew? Definitely, man. Sweet. This is awesome. Yeah, we'll have yeah. to do like a check-in, see where things are at, you know, coming yeah. forward, or just add you to the the rotation of people. That'd For be sure. great. Yeah, this was fun, man. We, we haven't gotten together in a long time. So it's is... been a long time. I'm glad it was like just, I mean, we've been keeping up every now and then like, yeah. on tech, so it's like, but I just felt like we didn't miss a beat, so. Yeah. 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 And it's just passed by really quick. I, I can feel, <laughs> I feel that we're wrapping up. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> but like, I'm like, damn, I almost don't want, don't want it to end, but this is awesome. Thank you. It's good. That keeps you wanting to come back. Yeah. But yeah, no, thank you for being on. So. This was episode 31 of Classroom Brew with Francois and myself. If you haven't already, please make sure you rate and review, spread the word, all those good things. Would love to make some money off of this, but that's not the most important thing. This is a good hobby that I want to do and keep doing it. So keep it going for me. Uh, If you haven't done all that, make sure you do that. We are on iHeartRadio, iTunes, all those great places. Hashtag two pods a day where you can listen to other great indie podcasts around the world. And so with this episode closing, I'm going to say, Francois, you're dead to me. And for the rest of you, (laughs) class dismissed.